Assalamu alaikum everybody and a very warm welcome back to the Arabic with Sam channel. I know that I've been really busy over on the Sama Somalia channel so we haven't been that active over here. Um, but we are back and we're going to be back for at least another two months because we are sponsored by Arabic Workshop now. Arabic Workshop are our sponsors on this channel. Sure. If you haven't heard of them please go over to arabicworkshop.com. They are a really really amazing and really well funded listening library for the Arabic language. You can go over there and they've got this really nice setup where it's kind of like a Netflix style and you can kind of bolt on this listening library. Everything's in Fusha and it maps perfectly to whatever Arabic language course you're on right now. At the moment I'm working with them with the Arabic in 60 Steps program. So if you're a student on the Arabic in 60 Steps program, then you can kind of bolt on this whole listening library with literally thousands of words in it onto whatever course you're doing, but obviously especially the Arabic in 60 Steps program. If you're not on the Arabic in 60 Steps program, you should be on the Arabic in 60 Steps program. And uh, if you want any proof that the Arabic 60 Steps program is pretty good, then I do have a free course that you can do. And uh, where should you go for your free courses? You should go to freearabiccourse.com because I own that now. And there's a little free course that I'll give to you guys, inshallah, if you want to take part in that. So what on earth are we doing together today? Um, I have a very close brother of mine. May Allah bless his brother. Oh, assalamu alaikum. Uh, it's awkward when we talk, when, yeah. when I kind of introduce you and then. But this is Brother Shaheen al-Rahman. Uh, obviously, if you, a lot of you will have heard of him before uh, because he was on episode 11. Was it 11? I don't know why. I forget if it was 11 or 14. I think it would be 11. 11, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds a bit too high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, you, I remember you came to my house, so... Um, to do that. So we have like an hour-long episode about Brother Shaheen Al-Rahman, about his work at um, Al-Rahman, it's alrahman.co.uk, right? Yeah. The, the website. And, um, and also his work with um, Safar publications as well. But uh, in this particular video, I really wanted um, Brother Shaheen Al-Rahman to teach us a little bit of Arabic poetry. And um, if I can, I'll kind of try to offer little bits of my insight in there, here and there. Um, what else do I want to say about that? I think, I think that's about it. We can just yeah, get it. stuck in. So, um, so this is a verse of poetry, which... Um, which um, the brother said to me when I was kind of trying to flex my muscles a bit and say that I'm the best at football in our football group. Because here in Northampton, we have a group of brothers who play football yeah. um, every Saturday, but I haven't been there for yeah. about three months. When was the last time you went? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Been <laughs> okay. We have a group of brothers. <laughs> and of course, as soon as I was added into the WhatsApp group, mm. I was like, please welcome the best at football in the yeah. world. And um, I ended up being stuck in goal. That's what we normally do. They stick the fat kid in goal, don't they? But that's, that's what happened with me. And, um, and unfortunately, I'm a mean goalkeeper. So I've stayed there now. So whenever I play, I'm in goal. That's true, isn't it, Asher? Bloody brilliant goalkeeper. Bloody brilliant goalkeeper. You heard it from Asher himself. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, let's get into it, inshallah. So, um, so what is this little... Um, um, this little Is it a shatr of poetry? It's more of a bait. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's a full bait of poetry. Mm. Um, cool. so, what, so what is it, for a start? I'll, I'll have it written up on the bottom of the screen yeah. so they can see it. So, so what, what is it? Be, okay, yeah. okay. So already I, I hear a few words now, but maybe we'll do like a, a kind of a word-for-word -word breakdown. Because yeah, yeah. um, I, I kind of started making a point at the beginning where like you kind of said that to me when I was saying how good I was at football. Yeah. And the, the kind of... A, a, a loose kind of meaning of it, kind of the, the, the feeling of it is, um, is um, we'll see if you're a man or a mouse. Yeah. It's kind of like that. We'll, we'll see, mm. right? It's kind of like that. So, so yeah, let's do like a word for word breakdown, yeah. right? So, so, so how does it begin? Well, that if, first if, word? if you have any um, Urdu speakers, uh, you know, following this channel or something, a, a similar kind of uh, idiom that we'll have in Urdu is Dud ka Dud, Bani ka Bani. Okay. So that's a very similar um, thing. Bani's water, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, it's, you know, when you have. Um, diluted milk mm -hmm. yeah where you have milk and they've put some water in it just to con the, the people so milk is milk and water is water as mm -hmm. in we'll, we'll split them apart make it clear as day uh, mm -hmm. so yeah this particular um bait that we're doing uh was sofa tara 
Uh, should we translate the whole thing? Well, we'll just do. One? Yeah, we'll, we'll do it line by line. I mean, mm. what, I mean, I remember you kind of mentioning to me that you weren't you weren't quite sure if it was weselfer or fuselfer. Yeah, like those, it doesn't really matter. Really, like yeah. the, the meaning, especially especially for kind of the, the students on my channel. Yeah, that is really. Um, you know, there's a very slight, slight yeah, difference yeah, yeah. in that. So, yeah. So, so, and and, Usually, and you will see really yeah, what it means. Yeah, the, 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 the tara is the u, the u c, and the selfa is yeah, the u. Future. Is there yeah. any difference between that and satara? Yeah. So satara would be um, more immediate. Okay. Yeah. Not necessarily immediate, but relatively. And selfa is more in the future. Interesting. Uh, in in comparison to uh, uh, satara. So mm. satara, you generally say next or now. It's going to happen, mm. uh, or imminently, it's going to happen. And so far, mm. you'll, you'll see in the near future. Mm. It's, it's kind of the difference between fa and thumma as well. It's you know similar mm. kind of concept. There. Do, do you know if there's um in some of the different ways of reciting the Quran? Do you know yeah. if sometimes wa and fa are ever? I are, think they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know if it's just because like typically in my memorization of the Quran, I listen a lot, and yeah. I don't know if just just in my ear sometimes I end up starting ayat with wa and fa and. You know, people correct me and stuff often, but I don't yeah. know if they are both sometimes legit. So, sometimes um, they are, yeah, but obviously yeah. You'll, you, you'll need to have um, you know, different types of books to figure that thing yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. willy-nilly, you can't just yeah. mix and match. <laughs> there's there's yeah, any exactly. way involved, yeah. Cool, so, 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 so this is how it starts, right? So, wasawfa tara. So, so, so you will see. What's the next bit? Iden kashaf al Okay. So that means when the dust, in English it'll say when the dust settles, mm -hmm. but uh, it means when the dust will reveal itself. Mm -hmm. When in kashafa it'll be, it'll be revealed and it'll be clear, you'll be mm -hmm. able to see it. Okay. So you will see when when the dust settles. Okay. So in, in, in what does in keshefa really? In keshefa mean? means to to expose. Okay. To to be revealed. Is there another verb just keshefa? Yeah. So keshefa means to um to 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 open something or reveal something. Mm, okay. So Why is um that I've, I've met someone before with the name keshef. Keshef. Yeah. So like, what, what what does that name? mean then? It'll mean discoverer or, okay. <laughs> or somebody who reveals something else okay. and, and opens something or right, has some okay. type of discovery. Okay, so Iven Kashefa and then what was that? What was the last one? Al-Ghubaru. Al-Ghubaru, okay. Yeah, so okay. al is, you know, um, dust, dust well, particles. What's the difference between that and Torab? Torab would be, um, I was just going to explain in Bangla, but I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Torab would be, um, you know, actual dust that you'll find on the floor, yeah. like, uh, like when you're when you're walking on the sand or yeah, something. Ghubar yeah. uh, is more like, um, you know when there's dust on your books or on your shelf or something? Mm, okay. Uh, and then that all just has a cloudy kind of effect. Okay. So in this kind of context, in, uh, in the context of this uh, piece of poetry, what would mm. happen is, um, suppose you're on a horse uh, and you're riding in the, in the sand or something, and uh, when, the, when the horse jerks, it creates, as a, uh, creates a cloud of uh, dust. Yeah, so that would be Ghubar. Yeah, so okay. that, that would be the Ghubar here. Okay. Uh, so what the what the verse is saying, we will see when when the when the dust settles, mm -hmm. yeah. Then we'll see is under you a forest on himaru. Is there a horse under your feet, mm -hmm. or under your legs, or is there a donkey under you? So, so it's the first word farasun. Yeah, okay. a, a farasun. It's okay. a question. A oh, okay, a farasun. Yeah. yeah, is it a horse tahtarijilika under below your feet, mm. under your legs? Mm -hmm. I'm a himaru or a donkey. Okay, yeah. okay. So you say, so horses were considered more prestigious to ride, mm. yeah. and donkeys were just, you know, you just like yeah. get by. It's yeah. kind of. Um, they, they, it, they're used for carrying, they're not usually 
people don't normally ride them. Do you know what I mean? Like you, they, you they can, did, but, but like, it's, it's more of a teenager's yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. Or, or, or poor people would be riding um, mm. donkeys, so it, it doesn't really have that much of a class as mm. it, it, you could consider it as you know somebody's driving a micro or something mm. compared to someone who's driving a beam or a Mercedes <laughs> or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, once the dust settles, then we'll see. Are you, are you, are you, you know, are you riding a horse or a donkey? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> But why does it use the word faras? Like how is faras different to hisan? Or... Um, I'm not really too sure to be honest, okay. but, but hisan seems, uh, from my ex exposure anyway, hisan seems a lot more modern. It seems mm. a lot more of a modern, contemporary usage. In the classical text, you don't really find um, hisan that much. No. You find more so faras and you find khayl. Okay. So khayl and, and mm. faras. So I'm not sure what the exact difference would be because of mm. course we're not, we're not living around the horses anymore. No, sure. But um, there will definitely be some kind of a nuance. Is there is there a relationship between like the word for 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 Persia the Persians and and the word for the horse? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Fairness. I mean. Yeah. yeah possibly. Yeah. Because you you also get firasa as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, firasa, which uh, what's the English word for that? I wonder if it was to do with like chivalry. Firasa is chivalry is more muru'a. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. firasa is more uh, you know. It's not foresightedness. A lot of people use mm. it as foresightedness, which is actually more the Urdu word mm. firasat. Uh, firasa is more, you know, when you see someone's face kind of thing and you can, mm. you can, you can read their face and mm. you, can, you can figure something out. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, something like that. Like you see someone's face and you think, okay, there's something wrong. Mm. Is, something it, happened, is, is that a term that people would use if they try to like make a prediction from, from the apparent? No. Uh, well, prediction in, in, this, in the Arab or Islamic context will have a bit of a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah. But firasa is more of a good thing. It's, no, no, of, it's like, quite noble. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, yeah so, you're kind of, you have insight on yeah, something. Yeah, insight. And I so think you, I think that'd be yeah, a better yeah. word. Yeah. That's perhaps better. So, so it's a farasan. Why a rather than hell? Hell, uh, um, okay. Yeah, this, this is a big question. What's the difference between mm. a and hell? Yeah, hell. Uh, a lot of people don't actually answer this. They just think it's um, uh, synonymous. Mm. And some of the textbooks that you'll find... Uh, you know, quite popular, popularly used textbooks, they don't actually differentiate between the two. Mm. But there is a big difference. Now, hell, hell you'll use uh, if it's a yes or no question. Mm. Yeah. For example, hell hada faras, or, you know, hell hada himar, that's a yes or no question. Whereas if, you, if, if it's, you wouldn't say, ahada himar, yeah, you'll, but you could say something like, himar on hada. So what that would mean is, is this a donkey or is it something else? Yeah. So that's what it implies. So you're not, it's not a yes or no question, it's what's the alternative. Mm. So generally in, in those things, you wouldn't find the mubtada first and the mm. khabar later, which mm. is generally the case with hal. Mm. So you'll find hal hadha himar. Whereas with a, the, it's not what this is. That's mm. a, um, it's not the mubtada that's the objective here. It's, yeah. the, it's the khabar itself. Mm -hmm. So you said, you'll say a himarun hadha. Um, something else. Mm. So you wouldn't say "aw" either. You'll mm. say "am" because it's a question. Okay. So you'll find um, even in the Quran, you find similar things are like that. Um, uh, is is used in this way. You know, is it ever? Mm. For example, okay. uh, is it? Are you more knowledgeable, or is Allah more knowledgeable? So that, yeah, that, that that's not a yes or no question, is that, it? That's kind yeah. of something that, that, that I've noticed. Mm. In that, sometimes when you use "a," there's often kind of. An understanding of what the answer is going to be already, anyway. Yeah, like that, that's yeah. not always the way that at is used, but that's something that I've noticed a lot. Like, yeah. um, you know, many times in the Quran, yeah. you know, like, like the answer is kind of known yeah. or, or already. Do you know what I mean? And in this case as well, with this with, with this bait of poetry as well, that um, yeah, like the, well, the person saying it is kind of insinuating that he knows you're riding a donkey. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Then he knows that I know when the dust settles. We're going to see if you're riding a donkey yeah, yeah, yeah. or a horse, so right? 
are you writing something that's uh, honorable or yeah. are you writing something that's dishonorable mm. yeah uh, in in that kind of thing yeah. so it's like you know when um when people on social media they they upload uh, photos of themselves doing fancy rich man things <laughs> but really you know they're either using a green screen like you do in your house yeah yeah or <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. or, or they, they're you know they're blacking they're blacking their way through life mm. yeah so this person who's you know you've got a lot of cloud and you think yeah i'm, I'm sitting this you know with my chest up in front of a horse and things and okay when the dust settles then don't <laughs> see are, are, you, are you legit or not mm. you know, in, in a more informal context you can say is is that a donkey that you're riding? Mm -hmm. Sorry, is it a horse that you're riding, or is it a donkey that you're riding? Because okay. if it's a donkey, then don't come. Yeah. Uh, don't come acting like you're riding a horse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so that's the that's the beginning of that of that second part then. So afarasun. Then what's next? Taht rijlika. Okay, yeah, yeah. So taht means beneath. Yep. Rijlika is your is your leg. Is there any relationship between the word rijl and rajulun? I would assume so. That's but, interesting. But I'm, I've not, I've not come across anything. I, I, I haven't read anything official. Like I'm, I'm just saying something that I've, I've heard people mention. It's a theory that might be out there that that actually the word rajulun, perhaps in the past was more about somebody who stands on their own two feet. Yeah. Right. And it could actually be, ref it could actually be used for women. Like there, there could it, actually have been an application of that because it's not, it, it's not the same as it's not from the word for male and female. Like mm. it's, it's not from that, and it's not even grammatical. It's a man in itself, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not even like. It's not even inherently opposite to, like, to, to woman. Yeah, you and, know and I mean? you you find this uh, in the Quran as well. Uh, you know, the plural of rajul is usually rijal. Mm -hmm. Well, pretty much always is rijal. Yeah. So every time you hear rijal, you'd assume it's always going to be the plural of man. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case in the Quran. Mm -hmm. You find when khiftum fadijal and aw rukbana. So if you if you are if you are fearful. So it doesn't mean then come as men mm. and or come as uh, riders. It means come on foot or mm. come riding on a, on, a, on a conveyance. So Rijalan here means come on foot. That's really interesting. So here you'd think, you know, Rijalan come as men. It's like, how are you going to come as a man if you're not a man? Yeah, <laughs> but that's not what it means here. It means mm. come on foot. So that, that's they, interesting. there could be some kind of link. And I'm sure there would be if you look at, mm. you know, traditional ancient sources and things. But a lot of people generally wouldn't be so interested. But there is... um. Read yeah. Thalabi or someone, and you'll probably find out. <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just want to ask about that because that, no, that, that is interesting though. Like that, 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 there is kind of evidence to support that it is that it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just going to kind of bring it to to the attention of the audience. Just bring it to the discussion. There's an air. I believe it's in Surah Al Hazab. I think about um, a man not having two hearts in his torso, yeah. um, or in his body, right? Like, and that and that is often looked at by us as as something beautiful. That like the man can't, but the woman can if she has a baby. In, 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 yeah. in her torso, right? So, like, I, I don't know. That's just something else I wanted to bring into. It, 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 the th thing with that ayah is uh, a, a lot of people have taken it down this route. Mm -hmm. And w while it's true that, you know, if you want to get technical and uh, pedantic about it, then there is a very subtle nuance in the Quran in mm -hmm. this ayah. Min qalbayni fi jawfi. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So what's the... min qalbayni fi jawfi. Allah yeah. has not... Uh, created for any man, two Al hearts in his yeah. in his chest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now the ayah is not talking about men and women. Is 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 <laughs> specifically a chest? Jof is actually anything that's hollow, anything okay. that has a hole inside. Okay. Yeah. So you, if you if you, you know your mouth, the inside of your mouth, you mm -hmm. call that the jof as well because it's an empty. Um, you know, it's, it's Hence a hollow. Al ajwaf. Ajwaf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like hollow verbs. Yeah yeah. 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 So yeah, you say hollow in English. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that's we, interesting. We'll say ajwaf. So mm. I remember when you said to me, "Hollow verbs." I'm like, "What on earth is that?" <laughs> this like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we, yeah. We didn't come from a um, you know university orientalist background of, uh, <laughs> yeah, of learning yeah. Arabic. We yeah, learned yeah. it from 
you know, traditional way. So we call mm. it, you know, Mithal Ajwaf and Naqis. So Ajwaf means there's a Jawf in there, there's a gap yeah, yeah, in there, there's a Harfu Illa in there, La Qala. Yeah. Um, what was my point with this? So um, so you, you were saying that um, Jawf, yeah, so yeah. Some people kind of take it down that route. Jawf, yeah. and then, then, but the, then the context the of the ayah is something else. He's like, look, don't, don't think somebody's more braver than they really are. Don't think mm. they've got more courage than they really do. Mm. Don't think they're, you know, don't overestimate, you know, mm. just because somebody seems very influential or they might threaten you. Don't feel th so threatened by them. They're just a mm. human being. That's what it really means. Yeah, yeah. But then obviously that nuance is mm. there. But what's unfortunately happened, I think it's unfortunate, is that fact of that little nuance uh, within the Muslim public has actually taken over the whole point it's of the It's more common ayah. than the actual, yeah. the actual original point, whereas, yeah. whereas really the actual point should be the main thing. And then we just kind of have like a little thing to ponder over. Yeah, yeah, Afterwards, yeah. that's secondary. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's, that, right. that's more reflections. Yeah, so exactly. The, ref yeah. the reflection of a... And that reflection... The, the primary reflection of the Qur'an should be about the context and the point of it, no. the message of it. And uh, these other things are just there to appreciate yeah, the yeah. language of it even further. Mm -hmm. But then those things shouldn't dominate no, the actual yeah, yeah. message of the Qur'an. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. it just, you know... Is the Quran some kind of a joke to us mm. now, the Billah? So we need we need to be careful about no. um, keeping things in its place. Mm. There is a place for that. Don't get me wrong, but of course we have to. You know, there should be a absolutely, hierarchy. Absolutely, there should be a hierarchy of where we keep our. So, yeah. so to come back to the bait, inshallah. So, so we have is it tahta rijlik? Tahta rijlik. Okay. Tahta rijlika. Um, um, means or. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, in Arabic you have two words. You have um and you have oh, mm -hmm. uh, and there are other such words as well, mm -hmm. but. Uh, Aw is just means or, and um is generally when there's a question. Mm -hmm. So is it this or that? So that's a question here. Mm -hmm. uh, so when there's an istifham involved, that's when you generally you say you'll say um. Okay. Yeah. So Interesting. Okay. So that, that, that's why it's um in this case. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's, it's the same for them. No, well, okay. If, if you warn them or you do not warn them, like it's it's not really a question. In, in English, it's so, not, but in Arabic, it is. So, so yeah. my understanding of M is if there's just kind of two options. Like sometimes you might use O, if there, there might be lots of different things. You might be saying you could eat this or that or this or, or that at a restaurant or something. Mm. But you might say M if there's just kind of. Just only kind of two. Yeah, only two. It's that was my understanding of it. It's generally when there's, uh, when there's a question involved linguistically. Okay. So that example I gave was سَوَاءُنَ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنْذَرْتَهُمْ In Arabic it is a question, because أَنْذَرْتَهُمْ mm. Of course it is, yeah. Do you want them, do you not want them? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they're not going to believe. That's what, that's what the سَوَاءُنَ mm. means. Uh, so in Arabic that is a question, so that's probably not the best example to oh, use okay. here. But here the bait is a pretty good one. أَفَرَسُمْ تَحْتَرِجِ لِكَ أَمْ حِمَارُ Is there a horse under your feet or is there a donkey? Okay. Yeah. So what, is what is the use of, of the donkey? Is it al-himaru or himaru? Am-himaru. Am-himaru. Yeah, so am because of the question, then himaru, yeah. Uh, why why just am-himaru if there's no elephant lamb? Why is it just one dhamma? Oh, because it's the uh, in the end of a poem. Because the end of a poem, you'll have harful uh, rawi it's called. Harful mm -hmm. rawi is the, it's basically in English what you call a rhyme, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that harful rawi will be the last letter. And uh, there will be a qafiya at the end of it. Mm. The qafiya here is, is of a wow. Mm. So it'll be a dhamma or it'll have a wow at the end. Mm. So it'll always end in a oo, even though it's stretched. So it's not just himaru and it's not himar. A lot of people, when they read poetry, they just stop at the end. Mm. You don't, in most poetry, you don't do that. Mm. In some poems, you do when they, that's the point of it. Mm. But here, you'll, you'll end on himaru. Mm. So, so. Okay. So what, what, what is the difference between. Um, um, just like a, the, 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 the vowel that's on the end and the qafia. Like, is, is the qafia just the rhyming letter that's on the end? The, the rhyming letter is called the harfu rawi. Mm -hmm. yeah, and the qafia is about um, 
the, this will get technical into ilm al-'arud and ilm al-qawafi and things mm-hmm. but yeah the qafiya is generally um the is a mutadarik is a mutawatir those types of things like is it uh is there a sukun before it like himaru the alif is technically uh, mm-hmm. is sakina or is it something like um kamilu where the, there's there's a um haraka before it and then mm-hmm. Something else. That's what a qafiyah means. But is, is it grammatically correct to just have himaru? Or is it just poetic license? That there's... It's poetic license. Yeah, 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 yeah it's poetic it. license. Mm. So um, you will find that in the Quran, actually. Mm. Uh, so in prose, in literature, you will find mm. that where um, Sabila, I think it's Sabila in Surah Al-Ahzab or Surah Al-Sabah, uh, around that part. Khalila, uh, I think Khalila is there as well. I think I think it's Sabila. The word is an alif lam, okay. but it ends with an alif as well. Okay. So it's it's, it's stretched. Mm. Uh, so that happens in the Quran, uh, obviously to keep the rhyme going, and in in poetry you do that all the all, all the time. But you wouldn't speak like that. If you were to ask, if you if you were to use that in a normal sentence, you say farasun mm. But you wouldn't because it's become a a, a poem. And we only use that in the form of poetry. You will, you will say that. You will you will say that with the himaru. It's like the other one. Um, uh, you might hear in in the Arab world even today it's still used today. Yeah, that's not how um, that's not how uh, was ibel Camel. camels. Yeah, that's not how camels are pushed forward. Okay, yeah, or how how you bring a camel to come drink water. That's not how you do it. So there's a way to go about doing something basically. Right. And this method, uh, this idiom is actually from ancient Jahili poetry okay. where it's uh, mm. so Ya Sa'ad is the person yeah, involved yeah. so ya ibil. Mm. and that just became a thing yeah. so you'll carry on using these things because it came from there so in this particular one uh, you will carry on doing that even if you're using a normal speech right. because of um, the fact that you're quoting a poet you're quoting do, do we poetry. know where this um, where this beta poetry comes from? unfortunately not so I was, no look, I, I was looking online and mm-hmm. I was trying to find some kind of source for yeah, it yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't bother looking into the books because the books that I have are generally um, uh, you know diwans of certain mm-hmm. po- poets uh, I do have um, Imam Sibawai, his Al-Kitab, okay. which is, funny enough, like no, nobody has that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though everyone talks about it, everyone knows about it, but you don't have that. Recently I've mm. got it, but I'm not going to go through five volumes of books just well, to find it. Where did you get hold of that? Uh, I've got it from Zakaria Books actually, so okay. it's an online website. Right, and okay. Because I, I, I haven't seen that anywhere in the UK. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I saw it in Palestine, in bookshops in Palestine. Okay. Nowhere I, in I had never seen it in my life actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you find Nahu books quoting or talking about it, you'll find mm. a lot of ancient jokes about it and things right. where somebody will study the whole five volumes of, of um, Kitab Sibuwain and they go, mm. um, <laughs> I, I didn't understand a single word from it. So you find yeah. these types of jokes going around. But yeah, yeah. We finally got the book. So it's mm. about 60 odd pounds or something, I okay. forgot how much it was. We thought, no, this is a primary, the very ever first book, mm. first ever book written on Nahu mm. by the great Imam Sibuwain. Funny enough, the person who. Um, uh, came out with these bahars in, in poetry, not mm-hmm. came up with them, they obviously existed, but who documented them was Imam Khalil bin Ahmed al-Farahidi al-Basri, mm-hmm. rahimahullah. He was the teacher of Imam Sibawai. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, 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 when you mentioned Sibawai, I, uh, I thought, well, I, I heard of Khalil ibn Ahmed, who, yeah. who was supposedly before. Yeah, um, they're, they're, yeah. Teacher, for, uh, they're teacher and student, mm. yeah, student and teacher. Uh, anyway, so I, I, didn't, I didn't resort to his book or anything, mm. I couldn't I didn't really have time for all of that. Um, but I, I don't think it's a it's an ancient 
poem is part of a mm. qasid or anything like really that. Really, for this letter, I don't think it even matters. Yeah, really. yeah, I, I more just wanted to share with my audience us just talking just about cool. poetry. Really, like, this is really just an excuse for me to sit with you for a little yeah. while, really. I've, mm. I thought if I do this, I can tell my wife I'm working and I can just sit with you for a little while. So, <laughs> yeah. so, um, so it's worked out very nicely, alhamdulillah. Jazakallah khair for coming on the Arabic with Sam channel. Um, it's an absolute honour to have you, as always. Once again. Um, once again, uh, to have you on the channel I think again. we last came last year, actually. It's been a whole year, hasn't it? Subhanallah. So then, yeah, um, it must have been a very, very long time because yeah. I remember I had you as a guest on the on the Arabic with Sam podcast when I'd only been living in Northampton for maybe a couple of months, couple of months or something. Yeah. So um, so that is it, bro. I'll just do it. I'll do a little outro and then I'll let you get on with the, with the rest of your day, inshallah. So everybody, jazakallah khair for watching. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, and I really hope you did, please don't forget to like and share it. And don't forget to hit that little bell as well so you're in touch with us on the channel and you get updates on all the stuff that we're publishing all week long, inshallah. Just before I go, please don't forget that we actually, that I, I have a link to arabicworkshop.com in my description below. Then uh, please use that. You can go over there and you can actually start for free today. See you guys in the next one. Assalamu alaikum.